Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, the show that every single day celebrates the amazing leaders, the amazing people of coastal Mississippi who have worked so hard and continue to work so hard to make this such a great place to live, work, and play. Uh, we're going to have the whole show today with Fofo Gillish, but before we go to the mayor, I want to share two quotes with you. Um, one that I ran across uh, from historian and philosopher, this is back in 1778, from Voltaire. But boy, does it apply today. And here's what he said. It's pretty, pretty basic. Common sense is not so common. Common sense is not so common. Boy, isn't that true? I mean, they thought that back then. (laughs) Of course, you spend any time around the world today with media the way it is and social media the way it is and, you know, people so misled, they don't seem to think for themselves too often. I know that doesn't apply to our listeners, that's for sure. But we we uh, do bump into people from time to time who uh, who can really understand, or maybe they don't understand, that common sense is not so common anymore. And the other one is from Kate Spade. She was a, f- a fashion designer who died back in June of 2018. And here's what she said. I, I love this, actually. If you're as honest and fair as you can be, not only in business but in life – Things will work out. If you're as honest and fair as you can be, not only in business, but in life, things will work out. Boy, I, I, tell, I tell you, I, I agree with that completely. Someone said to me early in my career, and I'll never forget it, this was especially important to me as a publisher, that, you know, everything in life is negotiable except your integrity. Think about it. Everything in life is negotiable except your integrity. If you go to every conversation, every um, every opportunity that you have to to communicate with people or negotiate something, if you know that your integrity is the most important thing you have, then uh, you'll get through life pretty nicely. Uh, so I, I love that one. If you're as honest and fair as you can be, not only in business but in life, things will work out. Kate Spade, what a what good advice to start today's show with. So now let's turn to the page and move over to my dear friend Fofo Gillage, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, and just first of all say good morning. How are you doing, Fofo? I'm, I'm great, Ricky. Thank you. And it is a good morning. It's a good day. And, and uh, you know, here we are living the life. You know. So. Well, listen, uh, as you and I have discussed before, your team does an extremely good job of working on your website, doing the, the newsletter, working on social media. I, I don't have to go very far to really understand what the latest is in the city. And as I often say to you, there is no rest for the weary, but my goodness, there's just uh, always a lot of news happening in the city because you guys don't let much dust settle, do you? No, it's ongoing. It's nonstop. No question about that. And, and, you know, for news, it, it continues. And, and it's up to us to, to be, like I said, honest and, 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 and fair to explain what we know as we know it. 
input to uh, uh, to any problems or, or situations. And, and and of course, the Cecilia and John, and, and uh, they they do a tremendous job, you know, honestly and fairly. And uh, uh, I, I think uh, that's one one problem I don't have to worry about about the re the right story getting out and uh, you know touching the, the the folks that that first of all are are, are are impacted by whatever may happen. But you know it's all about our our, our safety and our. our are you know push to to move forward for and move Biloxi forward and, and continuous great history. Hey, listen, I have a long list of things that you and I will cover today, and uh, none of them will be a surprise to you at all. But as you sit there today, like what's it, when you wake up this morning, what's the what's the biggest thing on your mind right now? Well, you know, we're trying to make a, a lot of things. You know, we, we I talked a little bit about Kyle about uh, you know tr uh, traffic and and just ma making things as best we can from a transportation. We're trying to. My biggest priority right now is to get that Pops Ferry extension from eventually from uh, Highway 67 all the way to Highway 90. But this this little part, which will improve drastically, you know, uh, trying to come down. Uh, Pops Ferry cross, uh, get to the beach some kind of way, uh, which is going east or going west. But uh, that's our biggest priority. Is that those plans are are now detailed and, and they're designed and, and they're at MDOT's uh, um, you know uh, review stage right now. So we're hopefully that by September I think we'll have the bids on the street and you know that twenty million dollar project, which you know used to be fifteen million, but it jumped you know five million almost overnight, based on CSX and some of these other things. You know we had closed street crossings. In order to put this additional crossing, but that weighs heavy. That was, you know, you know, to me, and, and, uh, you know, I, I'm a little, a little bit Croatian uh, intellect, and, and, and said we got to get it done and, and now. Well, I, now was supposed to be in, you know, you know, November or December, but here it is, and uh, uh, everything, everything changes. But that's that consumes me. Now, I need yeah. to deliver that. You know, we've had some pretty successful uh, responses to our plans. So like Rouse's, you know, Rouse's coming in the old index. That's a big hit, big winner. We've got right down the street, uh, uh, Keystone Federal Credit Union moving their international headquarters. And I know that's a direct result of those improvements to their traffic. That's the heart, pretty, pretty much the highest at intersection between Pops Ferry and uh, 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 Paris Road, or probably the highest traffic count around. So we're uh, really excited about that. And then the Coliseum will benefit from this, and, and everybody will benefit. And it didn't yeah. possibly become a state road as a result of touching a major highway with another road. And, well, what, you know, a yeah, couple of bridges and, are involved there, too. Right, because as you and I have had these many conversations, the Pops Ferry Road Bridge, which is incredibly unique in that it is a major thoroughfare from I-10 to Highway 90, but is not covered by the federal government. It's a it's a city bridge, which is really unfortunate. We and and I, I get your I get your strategy here, as we continue to focus on connecting 67 and I 10 to Highway 90. Eventually, hopefully, eventually, we can get that bridge as a high priority for the state and for the federal government. I mean, that's the only way we're going to be able to get it done, isn't it? That's right. I mean, these you know when we started in 2000, you know, I showed you. Uh, the Biloxi Beach uh, connector, so to speak, and in that long play back then, 2015, we'd estimated that with two new a causeway and another high-rise bridge taking us from 67. You know, we, we have a tremendous amount of right-of-way already down, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Shriners Boulevard. So it's not a big stretch to do, do this. And, but that whole thing with two new bridges, 255 million. Now just one bridge uh, is 200 million. 
And uh, so, I mean, it, it's frustrating. You know, it, it's not frustrating. It's part of life. Everything jumps. And, you know, these last three years were, um, you know, added tremendously to that to those challenges. Well, you know, you know, yeah. well I was just going to say, as you and I discussed, when um, when we talked about the bridge, we had a couple of really good full shows about the bridge. And I uh, even had, a, I think they were called United Bridge Partners. Uh, right. I think, is that, is that my memory serves me correct? And and, and the, the approach to, to maybe doing a toll approach. Uh, you know, obviously, the, the citizens didn't go for that. But at the end of the day, it was an important conversation about what it was going to take. The fact that, you know, it's, it's interesting. What's adding cost to the city's need to build that bridge without the help from the state and federal government is the fact that uh, you've got the Harrison County uh, Canal, uh, right. Industrial Canal, Seaway right. requiring the height to be at a certain level, and that adds a tremendous amount of cost to it. Um, I think, again, common sense isn't so common anymore, but it just seems commonsensical that this should be a state road. Well, it should be. And like I said, we have, uh, we have three bridges that we worry about. And, uh, you know, the I-110 bridge is, is not, you know, a new customer. Eventually, uh, those things, are gonna, and I think Fort Bayou, you know, they put millions of dollars in just getting the mechanics up. Now, we have on the table with MDOT and requesting through uh, the, uh, uh, you know, transportation is, the the repairing the rebuilding of that old mechanical just to keep the you know the bridge from to open and close and that's important that's do or die i mean that, yeah. there's no question about that so we're, we're again that goes to repair the you know the all hood drive it's like a you know uh, a car when it starts leaking brake like you know brake fluid and, and those kinds of things we, we have 15 million dollars on the table as requested just to fix that so we don't have to you know uh, worry about the thing somebody coming out with a crowbar and trying to get it locked in place so you could drive over it's a uh, it's a uh, you know it, it, it's a nut cutting time so to speak with regard to uh, uh, getting those things done but yeah that mean that's it that's me up. Yeah, that's beyond maintenance. That's a that's a tactical here and now need. Right. Um, not just in terms of the amount of traffic that's going across that. And of course, as, as you know, I can walk out of my backyard and see when the bridge is stuck, and uh, when the bridge is open, and uh, you know the amount of traffic that's coming through there, barge traffic and other traffic, and then on top of that, you've got hurricane season approaching. Uh-huh. And gosh, man, you 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 got to have a reliable drawbridge. You just ha- you don't want a drawbridge, but if you got to have a drawbridge, you got to be able to rely on it when it's as critical as Pops Ferry. That's right. That's a that's a, uh, a definition by definition. You got to be able to make that happen. Hey, hey, one other thing before we get off that thoroughfare connecting Pops Ferry to Highway 90. Uh, boy, that's a long process of buying land and working through some negotiation with the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum and Convention Center. We'll, we'll talk about where we are. I'm assuming all those issues are dealt with now, but when we get on the other side, we'll talk about that and the fact that we're you know moving forward rapidly to get that connection made. That's, that's going to be really terrific. It's going to be good for everyone when that gets done. So. When we get back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Mayor Fofo Gillich. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of The Ricky Matthews Show on your laptop, desktop, or your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend, Mayor Fofo Gillich. And uh, when we went to break, we're talking about connecting Pops Ferry Road to Highway 90. So, the, you know, instead of uh, when you get to Pass Road having to take the left or the right, usually people would take a left and go to Beauvoir and then go across the bridge and head to Highway 90. Now, the hope is that that part of this overall project to connect Highway 90 to I-10 and 67 eventually, uh, which would include some major, major bridge uh, uh, enhancements, uh, to say the least, uh, that that will eventually be done. But the phase one of that project is to connect highway is to connect, connect Potts Ferry to Highway 90. Mayor, when I was in uh, when I was getting my degree in business, I took uh, some classes, some real estate classes. My my dad was a home builder. My mother was a real estate broker. So along the way, I got my real estate license, and uh, I remember the guy that was teaching that class was a, a real estate appraiser, and he was working at that time for MDOT as they were buying uh, land that would have been, that would be, would be the construction of I-110. And man, this was way early in the project. This is like many, many years. I can't remember. It might have been 10 plus years ahead of the actual building of I-110. And I, I remember just the thought that I had that, gosh, does it take a long time when you decide you're going to put a road in over there, when you start dealing with, with purchasing of that land and doing the appraisals and all the work that you have to do. It is a long process, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's surprising. Just more recently, now flip back a little bit. We got one piece of our property left to acquire for that extension, and that's with the Coliseum. I think those details have been worked out, and the uh, the what what has been requested from from the Coliseum in order to close, you know, is some underpass and some of those connectivities that really, you know. Uh, was the point of contention as far as uh, those additions to but anyway that you know that little chunk of real estate was uh, you know uh, was millions of dollars and when you look at the you know what it took to get from you know from uh, actually pop Ferry road to there to uh, highway 90 but the one example uh, in recent times was the uh, the, uh, the acquisitions of property for the uh, Keesler main gate that was six point two million dollars, half a mile, and uh, that was you know it's, that took years, and it's like building a submarine. It, you don't build a submarine overnight, even if you have the plans. So uh, <laughs> uh, those are uh, you're right. It's it's extraordinary on, on uh, what you have, and there are rules, especially when it comes to uh, relocation and MDOT and those kinds of things. That you know you got to have an equivalent. Uh, it, it's all you know, it it you know. Until you've been through it, it uh, you know it seems easy, but it's not. Well, I mean, you say, listen again, once again, for people who have not seen the new gate for Keesler, and uh, you, you go there now, and, and you, it's beautiful, it's amazing, the <clears throat> everything turned out so wonderfully. But boy, the process to get there, man! Holy yeah. macro! The the acquisitions that you talked about, that you're doing that gate. Creating that new gate within the context of also doing all the infrastructure improvements in the streets and all of that, and the way you phase that in, the way you actually had to sort of wrestle control of that when you became mayor to say, <laughs> "We're going to take a different approach. Or we're never going to get finished." That's right. But it's you know it's easy now to forget about the pain that took, we had to go through to get there. But man, it is a process, isn't it? It, it is. I'm telling you, you know, I, who is now head of the Second Air Force? Uh, she majored. Uh, uh, yeah, two-star general, 
uh, Major General uh, Michelle Edmondson was the 81st or Colonel Edmondson at the time, and I didn't know what Milcon was and all these other things that needed to, you know, those uh, those things that needed to be uh, done. But we got it done, you know, from her. Uh, I think the inside was about 18 million, or the outside was about 18 million, and the inside was 17 million. And, uh, you know, we had all kinds of things, but we were babes in the woods, so to speak. But it had been, this had been talked about for 20 something years from the 70s. But we got it done, and uh, we're all enjoying it. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, you go through war with, with, with someone, you can appreciate uh, 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 the accomplishment. So, uh, so we kind of biting, biting the, the bullet, so to speak, with that process. Project. The extension was a, sort of an easier, more straightforward thing, but uh, we've already spent seven or eight million dollars there, and we expect about another twenty million to get the thing wrapped up. But you know, you mentioned that interchange, that intersection between Pops Ferry and uh, 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 Pass Road. They're just that part of the improvements, even not crossing the railroad tracks and those things, is about four million dollars. In other words, the, the approaches to to that intersection has been re redesigned and regenerated, and, and uh, uh, so it's going to help things tremendously. You know, so you don't have to do the, the things you need. You're coming down Highway 90 and you need to go, you know, across the bay. You, you got a, a, a direct route and not expect a bunch of, you know, if, you, if you're coming from the west and trying to go north, uh, make that left-hand turn, you could be way past Popeye's, you know, uh, backed up just to get in that one lane. So it's all be redesigned and, and it, it'll, it'll rock and roll. Hey, I don't think I ever mentioned this to you, but uh, back, man, I can't remember when it was. It might have been in the late 1990s. Uh, I was actually on the uh, connector committee <laughs> for the uh -huh. city. I was just an employee at the Sun Herald and was asked to be on the committee. And we looked at all these different, you know, approaches. And man, it was so contentious. I mean, people, when you when you get into looking at all, I think four or five different, oh, different. It went from, as I recall, it went from version A. The final one was version H. Okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's the truth. And when when everybody, uh, you know, it's, it's over, you know. But that was H, and H actually was taking out ten, you know, and, and doing the causeway, and then wrapping it in. I think as a, almost right alongside Hiller Park in the VA. That was the yeah. last last version. But, wow. You know, yeah, uh, you got to you got to make a move. It's it, it's uh, we've got to start this move and, and, and kind of lock in, you know, uh, uh, and make the bet and, and, and hope you get to you know, get the numbers. So. Hey, listen, uh, we're coming off of um, Memorial Day, Memorial Weekend a, a week ago. You're looking at uh, we had uh, the Thunderbirds here. Um, I I spend every every minute I can with with people from the military community here in coastal Mississippi because they have made such a mark. If you think about, you know, we mentioned Keesler, the relationship that the city has with Keesler. I go back to the base closure committees, these these numerous rounds of base closure Brack, yeah. committee work that we had to deal with. Yeah, Brack, and the, the reality that. Um, that our relationship with that base and uh, the, the, how, how focused we are on encroachment, how focused we are on keeping the communications open, um, man, I, I, if, you, if, you, if you reflect on where the base is today, how critical they are as a training entity for the Air Force, in fact, for, for the military in general, and the, and the longstanding relationship the base and its leadership has had with the city, it's probably never been better than it is at this moment. Would you, would you say? Right. 
It's great, and I can tell you, just from a, a mayor and a tourism, you, you, if you can imagine back, how many people have come through since 1941, been stationed or, you know, uh, were born on Keesler or, or part of, of the Keesler Biloxi situation? That's a that's an economy in itself. If I just market and come back and and visit where you are, revisit the old days and see what it is now. It, but there's a whole section about 4.2 million visitors a year come to me and say, "Oh yeah, I was Keesler here. I was Keesler there." People. You know, I don't care where you are. Oh, yeah, I remember Keesler. I'm Biloxi and Keesler, and that's the tremendous thing. That's a, I think, uh, especially the folks who are in charge of 2nd Air Force and, and, and uh, 81st and 403rd, uh, it's just a tremendous uh, relationship. Uh, uh, General Edmondson is, 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 is just a buddy and, and a great family. And, and uh, uh, we, uh, uh, we, when you think of Biloxi, you need to think of Keesler. When you think of Keesley, you think of Biloxi. And it's it just, you know, move forward. But that, you know, that Thunderbird and, and those uh, events just really uh, just show you how many times we've had five air shows, okay? Oh, no, yeah, Thunderbirds have been back three, four times in, in like five years, okay? Yeah. yeah. And then Blue Angels once too, so uh, that's unheard of. That's what the the, the commander of, of the of, of the Thunderbird said that you know uh, we we never do this. We never you know come to a place where Air Force Base is. I mean, literally they go to small towns and that's all time, but it's unheard of to see that you know uh, they've been here that many times in that few of years. So, but that was it was tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, show. Hey, listen, when the year Katrina hit, uh, there was supposed to be an air show. And, of course, we didn't have it. But I had already jumped through all the hoops with my corporate, you know, as, as president and publisher of the Sun-Herald. I had, uh, I was a president of a subsidiary of Knight Ritter, so I had to get board approval to do this. But I had I had signed all the paperwork and was ready to jump with the Golden Knights. Huh? Oh, and that, really? yes, I was I was all all in on jumping with the Golden Knights. And as we approached it, I was getting more nervous about it. So, of course, Katrina hits, and we go off into another place, you know, right. mentally, physically, and otherwise. But at some point, I came, you know, I, I just I woke up and realized, oh wow, we didn't have an air show this year. That you know, Katrina. If there's any good thing that Katrina did, it saved me from jumping <laughs> with the Golden Knights because I needed my head ex- examined to 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 do that. You've been old- <laughs> One's still in the plane, in other words. <laughs> Everybody else with the jump, you can. Well, you know, uh, it's funny because on social media we see these pictures all the time of people who get paired up with uh, with uh, paratroopers or whatever, and they uh, and they get you know they open the door and they're about ready to jump out and they, they start sc- screaming like a ch- you know a child, please don't, please don't. <laughs> they have to they have to kind of force them out and they do their thing. But anyway, hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll uh, we'll talk about spring break. And the, the really good job the city did to just immediately respond, respond to what's necessary to keep everyone safe. We'll see you back on the other side. Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthew Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthew Show on Super Talk 103.1. 
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm my friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fofo Gillich, and uh, we were chatting during the break that we enjoy visiting on this show. We ought to actually have a Ricky and Fofo show at some point. And, you know, he made, made the point that we ought to probably do a show from the visitor center in Biloxi and maybe invite uh, Mayor v- Billy uh, Hughes to join us, <clears throat> talk about a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of conversations they're having about how to push the coast forward in a positive way. But, hey, listen, you know, speaking of pushing the, the uh, coast forward in a positive way, you and I had a show right after the spring break situation where uh, a, a patrolman was shot, others unfortunately uh, killed, uh, people injured. Um, man, we just can't have that in the future. We, we're known as a as a safe place. And what I've said on the show many times is that in the wake of that, I think the city council meeting that happened the very next week after the spring break activities was one of the most um, productive that I've seen because you came loaded to bear. You spoke very specific to the issue. Uh, your police chief had already been in contact. In fact, he was contacted by the the police chief from Miami, and he had talked to others as well. He was doing his real homework around best practices. I came from Alabama, had responsibilities for newspapers in Florida. I knew the kind of efforts underway in both Orange Beach and Gulf Shores and other communities across Florida to deal with their their spring break situation, what had happened in Miami as well. But you had uh, each of the council uh, people had their specific takes on it. So the reality was it was democracy in action. You guys went back to the drawing board. You, you did your homework. You came back again and have uh, proposed a series of measures. And uh, you did not let much grass grow on the decisions that needed to be made, did you, Fofa? No, you can't because April, you know, again, spring break time will be here before you know it. And you've got to have, you know, all the T's crossed and the I's dotted. And uh, and there's about six ordinances that, you know, have been laid down with the, the workshops and those things to go. And uh, to sort of calm, we've got a number of events that any kind of, you know, I think uh, uh, Panama City and some of these other folks have one event per year. We've got more events than you can possibly think of. And you got the law to apply equally to all of those events. Prime, you know, the, the goal is... Uh, you know, keep people safe. Our, our duty is to the citizens and our visitors keep them safe and, and, and be enjoyable. We have a little bit of complicated, almost like New Orleans, but we've got some things. We have Mardi Gras. We have cruising. We have uh, spring break. And we have, uh, you know, a number of events that, that our PD and, and uh, our, our fire department and, and, and that we have to do the job. And, you know, we're a finite number of folks where you have to be prepared for all kinds of things. I think 30 or 40,000, you know, when you look at it, that, you know, uh, were part of the spring break event. You know, and, and we, we are, we're hopeful that the law will give us what we need to do to, to uh, curtail those few that want to make this thing a, a terrible event. And they did. The loss of life that's, you know, and the gunplay and the, 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 the psyche today. How many people get killed every day on on some things that why you know with no reason why, and uh, uh, you know I was young once and I went to Lauderdale and I went to uh, Panama City and all of that, but you know I, I don't know if anybody getting hurt bad and it's it's happening day after day so we have no choice but to get you know get something down that's uh, fair to everyone but our, our circumstances are really uh, we're the only ones that have all of those events that have a law has to 
uh, be applicable, because otherwise it'll get uh, you know get overturned, and, and now you're back to square one again. So it's a challenge, but you know if it, if it were easy, it wouldn't be fun. So we're we're uh, we're going to work through this. So I think it's a, you know one of the one of the really important points to make is that the the promoters that were part of that specific weekend. Some, maybe one, maybe, I don't even know. One, no. one was viable. The rest were hodgepodge and didn't follow rules. And no. it was really unorganized in that way, wasn't it? It, it has. It has been for, uh, you know, there's no one person or, you know, or vendor or whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. There was no organization. It just popped up, you know, and a lot of, you know, with today and, and, and the technology we have today, uh, 300 could show up at your doorstep. And what are you going to do? I mean, we, we experienced that this past time where, you know, you, you're uh, as far as police to uh, to participants, that's 300 to one. And, you know, every time you arrest one person, that takes two police officers out of the out of the picture. Where do you go with it? We're li we're limited. You know, there are a finite number of spots at, at, at uh, you know, the uh, Harrison County Jail. So, I mean, we got some serious uh, things to do uh, should the event happen. You got to prepare for the worst. And that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to, you know, anticipate. It's like when you write code, you know, you, you do 90 percent of the uh, of the code that you write for 10 percent of the situations. And and that's that's true. I mean, I, I literally you lay 90 percent of the code that you write for 10 percent of situations. And that's pretty much what we're going through now. It is. A, it is. It's, a, it's really a, a great analogy, I might add. I think I think one of the really important points, because this thing, we're not going to break it all down like we did before. But I think one of the really important points was that. In order to prepare for an event, you need to first have a relationship with the promoters, like Cruising the Coast, for example, Woody Bailey and his team and the volunteers he brings together. They work year-round to coordinate all their activities with each of the cities and to make it to make it a, a, a an event that you can uh, estimate what you're going to need in terms of, of police power and other other needs for the, the, to, to support the event. Um, you, uh, you, you. It's again planning and communication is the key. In the case of some events, that we don't have that planning and communication, and even when you do, and it's hodgepodge like we experienced with with uh, the spring break, what you end up doing is having to bring officers in from other communities. And uh, and if when you, you have them, them getting if, shot at, it's going to decrease your ability to be able to get those officers from other communities in the future. That is a serious concern, isn't it? No, it, it, it's a tremendous concern. And, and Chief you know, uh, Miller is has been very concerned. You know, he's let me tell you, he's a, he's a champ. He's the best. You, you know, uh, from you know, when you have to run an organization or be part of an organization, you don't want to have to. You know, worry about a weak link. He's not the link. He's probably the strongest link, and so that's one thing I'm thankful for, and thankful for my whole crew. But but, but that's in in particular is is the strength of uh, the leadership. To, uh, you know, at every level in, in the PD and the fire department. So yeah, I've had a series of terrific shows with Chief Miller, and I go back to the first one that I had with him when we really broke down all of the situation around officer. McKithen's death. Oh, yeah. And 
the way he handled it, the way he handled the community outreach afterwards, and the way he dealt with, you know, city personnel and his team, and and even today, I mean, the the sort of the so much has been built into the police department as a result of that unfortunate uh, murder, what? and watching his leadership during that, and then the other events since then, we're so lucky to have Chief Miller, aren't we? Well, well, not only Chief Miller, but this, just the other day, we dedicated the, the post office. I think uh, Congressman Palazzo and, and Congressman Ezell found up. We're dedicating, you know, the Main Street Post Office to uh, to Robert Mac McKeith, and so that's the building will be named that. But this was just freshly, you know, in, in our mind uh, uh, that this dedication. And the first thing, and, and I saw it because I can remember being there that night with with not only Chief Miller and, and Chris and everyone else, but also. Uh, Leonard Papania and, and Troy Peterson, and uh, yeah, it still brings you almost to tears. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Miller indicated said we were a basket case, and we couldn't have done it without Leonard because he was chief of police from Gulfport and uh, Sheriff Peterson. So I mean, that's a. Uh, that's one coast. You talk about one coast. I witnessed it, and it's yeah. still fresh in your mind. There, there is no doubt. So uh, what? What is the uh, what is D Day on on getting everything organized around how we're going to respond to future events? Well, uh, it, it'll be you know, it'll be up to the weather, so to speak. That's how D Day was day by day, you know, in essence. But you know, I guess our next workshop will be scheduled uh, probably uh, when it will be. But you know, we, we'll have a number of interactions with with the the different organizations. And you know, the thing I tried to say is that look, we're not going to we're going to do no harm. We've got to do you know we've got, we're going to do what needs to be done to control the situation. Now, unfortunately, you know, when you think of spring breaks, you think of young folks and stuff like that well and not a lot of those college folks that you know when you you know when we were young uh you know are, are, are 30 and 40 years old and, and carry weapons and, yeah. and that's the thing that uh you know it's too easy to uh you know to get your emotions take you somewhere and and you know uh, just with the the the, the uh, opportunities to to get your mind sidetracked with uh, you know use of alcohol or drugs and some of these other things you know it's too easy to, for people to lose their lives and that's the main thing nobody yeah. needs to lose their life and nobody needs to get harmed for the rest of your life one little you know you fall off a, a bicycle the wrong way yeah you you could be uh, dead or you could be uh, you know a, a, uh, in a way that you wouldn't want, you wouldn't even want to live. You know, just with just, just accidentally, but you know, much less the, uh, the 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 malice that comes around now. There is a, there's also a very uh, significant role that social media plays in allowing a unorganized event to go off. Yeah, uh, and we'll talk about that when we come back from break. When we continue our conversation with Mayor Fufu Gillis, we'll see you after this. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend, Mayor Fofo Gillich. And uh, when we went to break, we were talking about spring break and new ordinances and work that they're doing to put the right things in place that will uh, hopefully keep people safe for, for not just spring break, but other events as well. And uh, and, and it's, as you pointed out, Mayor, it's complicated because you, you, you know, once you put these things in place, it's going to impact all events. Right. And you want to, you want to, you want to make sure that you don't overreact, but at the same time, you got to, you got to do what you got to do to keep people safe. Um, the uh, social media component. So you've got ordinances, then you've got a communication strategy that has to roll out of that. All of that can happen. And still, all it's going to take is one person to say, Hey, let's gather in Biloxi on this date. And if that person has enough followers, suddenly you've got a problem. So, you know, understanding how to react to the social media sphere is going to be a really important part of this plan. But, man, it's it's more complicated today than it used to be, isn't it? It it is. But literally, I don't know. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole right now because this happens every day. We've got a real-time crime center. And if you, it's like the big city, like you see on TV, and, and everything's happening all the time. But we have three or four folks that sit on that internet and watching for things, you know, child pornography, some of these other, you know, uh, uh, fraud kinds of stuff, uh, scams. And, and, you know, they're not smarter than us. You know, basically, you know, look at the Russians. What do the Russians do? I mean, you look for certain keywords, spring break or Gulf Coast. You know, it, you can you can drive your, your your thinking down to say, OK, OK, this guy's I got an IP address for this guy right now. OK, and, you know, I'm not t- telling you treats it, but then you can intercept those. And, you know, it happened to me when I ran for mayor a couple of times that you point that that inquiry, the next inquiry is going somewhere that they never intended and and that's a you know uh, the russians kind of situation yeah if you know what to look for and we do now like april 14th was i think was a 2024 is the the date that they want to gather who i don't know who you you see you know uh a flyer or something that you know but anyway we they're not smarter than us and 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 we can we can trap them but that did happen you talked about let's gather up and it happened with this past year this past uh, spring break they gathered at a russian pretty much had control of it you know by the time we got there those those things were were out of hand but you know we've got to be, you know, that's got to be way up on our radar on on, on this is coming. And this is when it's helpful to have a mayor who was a computer programmer. And, you know, I came from digital media, so the point about the IP address is extremely important. So if you can capture those IP addresses, then regardless to what message they may be getting from this hodgepodge of promoters or this person who's not even a promoter saying, come to Biloxi, the ability for the city through digital media and through targeted media to be able to send messages back to yeah. them, which might say something like, don't come to Biloxi because yeah. this is what you're going to face when you get there. Or if you come to Biloxi, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Um, just just know when you get here, this is the rules. I mean, you're not going to be able to do this or you're not going to be able to do that, et cetera. Um, I think you can have a really good strategy if you're smart about it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we're going to try. You know, I've got capable folks. That, you know, I've seen what they do, uh, and we can focus our efforts in, in making uh, making that safe, friendly, and beautiful. Hey, you come, but you know, you're going to be you're going to be safe, but you're you're not going to cause you know, other people people to worry about things and we don't want our, our kids or, or our, our citizens or our visitors to feel uh, unsafe and, and unwelcome. You know. Hey, listen, you and I had a good conversation about the panhandling issue in 
really coastal Mississippi, especially in Gulfport and Biloxi. You and the mayor of Gulfport, Billy Hughes, came together, and you recently did a fundraising uh, activity with some great music. Um, tell me, how did that go? Well, it was, it was great. We raised some, some pretty good money at the, at the Ground Zero. Uh, Lee Young and his group was all in. And uh, just the people, you know, I think we did from six to nine, about 20 songs, different groups, you know, uh, with Billy's group and, and uh, uh, Miles Sharp and, and Michael Lett and, and, and a little bit of me uh, and Rebecca Powers. And, and I can't tell you. Uh, but anyway, it was it was 20 great songs. And, and we had lived. A, they, they wanted us to do a couple more songs. So uh, we did a little journey. But Billy did most of it. It's such a talent. He such such a great guy and, and we just had a tremendous thing the mississippi uh, uh, community foundation uh is going to handle the, the money that's raised as far as uh allocation of, of, of vouchers and that sort of thing from the so we raised money to fund this this effort to uh to be really impactful for uh, i guess first of all to dry up the market for these uh so-called panhandlers and panhandlers they do this for a living some of them make three or four hundred dollars a day and they show up nothing you know and nothing in dire straits they that's a you can't put pain handling as an occupation when you go try to get a loan, and that, right. that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted to uh, dry up. And the signage, the signage that's been, you know, forty or so in Biloxi and about seventy in, in, in Gulfport. But it's the first, uh, you know, uh, movement to say, okay, there is a better way. And, and Billy you know, was tremendous in, in, you know, doing the meetings and those sort of things we did over to, uh, you know, Knight Foundation building, and it, it really. Uh, kicked off June 1. So we're hopeful that we'll make an effort. Now, talk with him the other day about version 2.0 of this thing. So I'm ready to, to go again. And uh, uh, I think you, you had your drumsticks out a little bit. So we'll, we'll accommodate you know, a greater cast of, uh, of, of uh, celebs. Uh, we'll have a good time. It would be fun. Hey, listen, one, one thing is for sure, um, the opportunity for us to work together on issues like that are really, really important. And this event, uh, you know, the Ground uh, Zero Blue Club in Biloxi was a great venue. And anyway, listen, we're out of time for today, oh, but we'll pick it up here the next time we're together. This has been Mayor Fofo Gillage of the city of Biloxi. Mayor, it's been great to catch up, my friend. Thank you, Ricky. Tell your family I said hello. Your mother. Thank you. You will. I always do. Thank you, man. Th- thank Bye. you very much. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, great. Thank y'all. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Supertalk MS Coast 103.1. A Supertalk Mississippi Media Production.